Welcome to the podcast with Face, Pat, and Tiz. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, the show with three friends separated by distance, connected by brotherhood, having weekly conversations that you can join in on. And as always, I am one third of the podcast. Your boy, Tiz. And I'm along with. The other third of the podcast, the Padawan here. And I'm along with. Traumatic pause. This is your boy facing the place, man. First place this week and every week. What's happening with y'all fellas, man? How y'all feeling this week? What's um, happening? Feeling good. My house is completely back together, guys. Congratulations. Congratulations. All walls have been restored. New floors, new paint job. New um, house. It feel like it. Uh, new carpet all through the steps in the uh, upstairs hallway. So, man, just to oh, not yeah. see through my yeah. walls no more and to just see my house complete again meant the world. But then I also have a couple of matter upgrades. It feels great. So um, great week so far. Pat. Kind of beginning of the week, but I got a lot of stuff done today. So it's a good week so far. Just got to get through the rest. God help me. <clears throat> well, while we get into it, how you doing, please? Yeah, I'm I'm here and there with this COVID shit. Cause yeah, I'm COVID positive. Um, like I said, that's um, like last couple days. Yeah, man, quarantine is an effect for me and the entire family. Um, the only person who's out of quarantine is my daughter. Um, she's going back to school today, but me personally, I'm still dealing with this bullshit. Um, COVID is not. It, it, it's different for every individual. I say that, and, and it's a lot of symptoms people don't talk about. Um, I was vaccinated. I got both shots, but I still got COVID for some odd ass reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the Johnson and Johnson. I got the Moderna, both shots. Boom, boom. I got COVID now. I used to be one of them people. Everybody get the vaccine. Everybody get the vaccine. But now I'm eh, because excuse me, I still got this shit. My wife said it could have been ten times worse if I didn't get the vaccine. She could be right, but I'm not here there to say if she's right or wrong. All I know is what I suffer with dealing with the bullshit. The worst symptoms I have, me personally, is just like the back pain, the chest pains. Um, my breathing really hasn't changed too much. Uh, one day I went through extreme hot and cold flashes, like my bottom half of my body was hot, but the top half of my body was cold. So I cover mm-hmm. up, it, it reversed. So it's really nothing I could do. And that was like an on and off thing, for like two or three hours back and forth. Um, you get a real bad sinus headache. Everybody in my house had the same headache for two or three days consistently, regardless of what you took. You had that same sinus headache in the middle of Um it's really nothing you can do when you go to the doctor because they just tell you to take over-the-counter medicine. There's no COVID medication. I mean, that's the vaccine and that's it. So, I mean, if you've already been vaccinated and you catch COVID, all you can do is quarantine yourself and take over-the-counter medication. So, at night, I take NyQuil and during the daytime, I just stay in the house and exercise, take my vitamins, eat, drink orange juice, and stay healthy. Same way you would medicate any type of like a cold or flu. You just have less contact with people. Um, if I have to go out, it's uh, on necessity, face masked up, so, and I have no contact with people. But that really never changed because I'm an introvert, so I really don't have that much contact with people on a daily basis anyway before COVID. Um, 
my journey on COVID is different than most people. Uh, most people lost taste or lost all sense of taste. But in the past two days, everything I taste tastes like chocolate. Don't know why. Uh, I smoke, tastes like chocolate. I eat, tastes like chocolate, regardless of what I eat. Um, I had ribs and collard greens for dinner. Tastes like I had chocolate and chocolate for dinner. Oh, you said um, you had collard greens for dinner and tastes like chocolate? Yes. Mm. Yes. I knew what it was because I was looking at it, but it didn't taste like what I was eating. It just tastes like chocolate. So, I, feel, I feel for you, bro. So <laughs> water for chocolate. Right now, all I taste is chocolate right now. <clears throat> I'm smoking. Y'all know me to smoke every episode. This ain't a chocolate wrap. This is not a chocolate month. Well, hey, watch. <laughs> Fool said watch. Chocolate. So, I mean, hey, I've been drinking herbal tea. Just to help my throat stay clear. Tastes like number chocolate now. Past few days, it tastes like everything it's supposed to taste like. Regular black tea or peppermint tea or whatever type of tea I'm drinking. Now, tastes like chocolate tea. And I don't like chocolate tea, but I'm going to drink it because I know it's not really chocolate tea. Everything tastes like chocolate to me. So, I didn't even know they had chocolate tea. But doing my research, I see that it's some symptoms that they don't publicize. Like Tom Hanks, he had one of the strangest symptoms on COVID I ever heard of. His asshole, it felt like he was sinking into his body. No homo, but that was one of his personal symptoms from COVID. Like my son dealt with the same shit. He just had an immense butthole pain. He didn't have to poop. He wasn't constipated. It just felt like his butthole was going into his body. You can take about that one. You know what I mean? Tom Hanks had the same problem, but no one else has that. You don't hear about these code that type of COVID shit. I mean, it's the reason problem. you don't hear about that. Who the hell <laughs> wanna publicize that? Hey, you better let motherfuckers know so they know ain't the only one dealing with that shit. Tom Hanks is brave enough to talk about that shit. Your shit. doctor's supposed to let you My know. My son only four. He be all right. Shit. Your doctor's supposed to let you know everything you're supposed to deal with. They don't tell you about that shit. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I'm cool. I haven't <laughs> suffered no, nothing. I haven't suffered no real big setbacks from it. Um, my life really haven't changed that much because we really don't go nowhere. We really don't deal with no people. As it is, um, we stopped dealing with, well, I ain't going to say dealing with, we stopped visiting my extended family like two or three weeks before we only got, got sick anyway. So quarantine from them, it was just a little bit easier because we, start, we started that right before my daughter went back to school. So that was an easy thing. But now that everybody's sick, everybody missing each other more because we can't go. So it is what it is. Quarantine almost over. We just got to do what we got to do with. Um, stay healthy. Those of you who out there on the age, on the verge of, you don't know about the vaccine, you want to take the vaccine. Like my wife said, it could have been worse if I didn't take the vaccine. Um, she said I shouldn't be smoking. But the tobacco and shit, I, I've tried to completely cut that out while I've been dealing with this shit. It just helped me quit tobacco even more. So that's one positive, I guess, you could say about COVID. Me having COVID, it's helped me quit tobacco. But hey, but those who deal with it, more power to you. Try to stay healthy, stay away from other people. Um, be responsible. Um, if you know you have COVID, put a mask on. Like, don't go around people if you don't have to. Um, if you have to go around people, stay stay six feet away, man. Don't have no close contact with them. Don't touch. You feel like 
do what you gotta do. Like I've tried to do what I had to do. But I had to Keep have your ass in the house. I have very, very minimal contact with people if I have that. Um, so I know I haven't infected anyone else. That's a good positive thing. Um, but the the way my family got infected, which I know it was, um, my daughter got it first. Once again, she brought it home from school. So someone sent their sixth kid to school. And that's my biggest concern because, sure, once the school was notified that someone's kid was sick, they let the school board know, but they let you know who it is, what class it is. You just know it's in the school. Mm. But this is yeah. after my daughter had started showing symptoms that they even say anything. So the kid was in school sick for a while before he even got he or she even got when he got tested. My thing right. is parents need to be more responsible for their children doing these days and time. If it's if it's anything like they said, if you got a fever, any signs, any any colds, keep your kid at home, man. I mean that. Keep your kid at home because you're possibly affecting other people's families, other people's stuff. You feel like if my family wasn't responsible as we were, we could have possibly affected other people. But my family's responsible. So once we send out any signs of us, you look, you look like you sick, shut it down. We ain't going nowhere. Right. So we were quarantined before we needed to quarantine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the first sign, we was like, all right, no one going nowhere. Nowhere. We all be safe. We all be sick, but we all be safe together. And don't get it twisted. Sure. Adults need to keep their ass in the house too if they got some because adults be out here wilding too. Like there's a I lot of the main ones that need to because they're the ones that can actually go out. You they up have in the club, the- you up in the club grinding, coughing on the back <laughs> of a girl neck. That's that's my main thing. Be responsible. Like responsibility in adults is, is a major major thing. Like people don't really accept their own responsibilities. But this COVID yeah. shit is something different. Like, yeah, people, it, it ain't real. Shit, it ain't. It may not be as shit deadly. To me. Me, I personally know people who passed away just from having complications of COVID. You feel me? Like, it was scary as shit to know my, my children had COVID. And I know what the possibilities we had. But I pray and I put the works in. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take charge. I ain't going to just let the feeling just, just embody me and make me just go off the wall. I'm going to do what I need to do to protect me and my children. Let's get healthy. Let's take what we got to take. Let's stay here. Let's do what we got to do. Right. Don't play around with this shit. It ain't no joke. Those of you people out here taking thinking, oh, it, it ain't this, it ain't that. Shit. Fuck no, I heard it here first. Fuck around with this shit if you want to. You feel me? Fuck, fuck around. Fuck around. And your ass going to be here to fuck around with. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I had the outcome I've had. I don't. I don't really have no predetermined, pre, no pre-existing conditions and shit. So that's one good thing. But at the end of the day, I ain't the healthiest right. motherfuckers I could be. So at the end of the day, we've seen a lot of somewhat healthy people go because of COVID. Boy, take care of yourselves, people. I mean, like though. I've said many times, no man know the time of the day when it's his time to go. Yeah. Take care of yourself. This COVID shit is just a time, it's just, uh, uh, another tool to rush that along. You bullshitting with yourself. Wear that goddamn mask. I mean, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Some people damn. just to make people feel comfortable. Cool. Thank you for making others feel comfortable. But please just help limit the risk. You feel me? What's the difference in a mask on a mask off? Another barrier. That's it. Another barrier. Please. Yeah. Put another barrier between me, you, and the virus possibility because you will want me to do that. 
right now. You wouldn't want me up in your child's face. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> a touch you, you, of you an area. A little bit. I, I respect humanity. I respect the next person just because I'm a human being. So I'm not going to endanger nobody else just just for the fuck of it, just because I want to go out. Right. Had that same respect for people, yo. Respect that paramount for yourself and for others, please, man. We we got a social contract out here, people. Everybody got to do their part so we can all get the hell up out of this COVID shit. Because I'm tired of it. Like I feel like if we just follow directions for just a little bit, we'll be good. Then we can go back to doing what we want to do. But like, let's just do the right thing for a while. Vaccine or no vaccine, like Faye said, just wear your mask. Socially distance. If you got symptoms or your family got symptoms, at home, just in case. Go get tested. You ain't got to believe in the vaccine, but believe in the test for a little bit and just act accordingly, man. PSA out here to y'all, man. Mm-hmm. From, from Right from the horse's mouth, like from a person who's actually going through it. So it ain't no, you know, he say, she say, we heard. It's literally, this is exactly how it is, folks. So, um, yeah, man. When COVID shows you who they are, believe it. Believe that shit. <laughs> believe that shit. Yes. Um, something else you can believe. You can believe in the criteria that we have set for how we would be judging MCs going forward. Um, and for those of you who know all about the uh, top MCs video we did that we started round one, um, we've already made our list and we're working on the top MCs of the 2000s. Um, so to make it on this list, the person had to have an album um, from the year 2000 or after. It couldn't have come before that. Um, their first album, I mean, um, they had to meet the, the threshold of the three criteria that we set to judge all MCs, which is lyricism, marketability slash earning potential, and um, obviously MCing, your ability to control a stage, your stage show, your stage presence, et cetera. Um, so yeah, now our list has been bracketed. The brackets were formed, um, pretty much kind of random here. Um, and in a minute, yeah, let me pull up the list so I could tell y'all. So the list of MCs that we actually chose that have been bracketed that we're going to start speaking on tonight are as follows. Kendrick Lamar, 2 Chains, Joe Budden, Royce Five Nine, Pusha T. Beanie Siegel, Big Sean, Wale, Rick Ross, Chance the Rapper, J. Cole, Conway the Machine, Lupe Fiasco, Childish Gambino, Meek Mill, Toby Nigue, Jenny the Butcher, Nicki Minaj, Killer Mike, Schoolboy Q, and Fabulous. Now, out of that list, now that they've been bracketed, they have been seated at random. Because they've been seated at random, they have been placed in a bracket where they have an opening round kind of play in. So my people who are familiar with uh, NCAA, y'all, it'll make sense to y'all. Um, basically, we have a round that they have to win to actually get to the quarterfinals. So what we're going to do tonight is the partners are going to decide. The uh, We're going to basically decide who's going to win these play-ins and make it into the official quarterfinals of the bracket. And then from here on out, the way this will work, The partners, we're going to decide who moves on to the quarterfinals by deciding who wins the opening round based on our three established criteria, 
lyricism, marketability slash earning potential, and stage performance slash MC. Takes two out of three votes to make it to the next round. So at least two partners have to agree. If it's only one of us that agrees, that person will not. Whoever two people roll with is how we're going to decide. Now, this is where you come in, Pod Squad, because by the time you hear this, the brackets will be up on our social media pages um, and it will be ready for you to vote on. So beginning in the quarterfinals, the Pod Squad will also vote on who they feel should move on. Their pick counts as two votes. It will then take two, take three out of five votes to win, meaning it is possible for the pod squad and only one partner to move a candidate forward. Therefore, the pod squad, we need y'all to vote. The link is in the description and on all platforms. So get out there and vote because we're going to need y'all to decide some uh, arguments and debates next week. Now, after that, we're going to continue that same process each week until the top MC of the 2000s is finally crowned. We will then begin our top MCs before 2000s list so that we can bracket that and crown that winner, ending with the final debate. Who is the top MC of all? Oh. So, yeah. Um, please, please, please get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And now, y'all ready to see who's in the opening bracket, in the play-in bracket, in the in the in the in the kick-in bracket here, fellas? Yeah, let's get let's to see the some. shits. Then let's get to the shits. So, uh, let me see how I can do this. Oh no. Okay, I can share. But I need to figure it out. No, I got it. Because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share it with y'all so y'all can actually see it. You feel there you go. I figured you'd do that. You stupid. Yeah. All right, here we go. Can y'all see that? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is the bracket, my people. As you can see, Kendrick Lamar is the number one seed. I did not do this. It was literally at random. Um, but in the play-in, we got Benny the Butcher versus Tobin Nigue, Fabulous versus, versus Conway the Machine, Lupe Fiasco versus Schoolboy Q, Killer Mike versus Childish Gambino. So these are the eight people who are vying to get into the quarterfinals. Which which one y'all want to start with, fellas? Oh, oh man. hold on, hold on. I forgot. And Meek Mill versus uh, Nicki Minaj. I forgot we had the domestic violence. That is that is hilarious. <laughs> I forgot that is we had so. That, that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> well, hey, it is what it is. If we get in trouble, it'll be good trouble. You feel it? Is what it is. Yeah, it the is. first one gonna be tough, man. I think I think it'll be fine, King. I think we'll be just fine. Um, but yeah, man, y'all ready? How y'all yeah. wanna do this? Man? Wow. it up. All right, so um, tell me something. When I do this, right? Hold up. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Hold up. All right, when I do this, did anything get smaller or change on your screen? Somewhat. How about now? Uh, yeah, that, it changed. Is that just the bracket now? No, nah, it's just um, it's the bracket and they got all the side information, the bracket information on the left hand side. Yeah, that that the side this stuff over here is fine. I'm not tripping on that. Okay. I just want to make sure that you can actually see the bracket. Yeah. 
All right, so which one y'all want to start with first? Don't matter to me. Yeah, let's go with the first one. That's cool. gonna be the hard one. So first, what we got: Benny the Butcher versus Tobin Nigue. Now, Pond Squad, I'm gonna give y'all some context here. This could get a little rough to where we might have to argue because this Tobin Nigue is one of my favorite artists. Benny the Butcher is one of Padawan's favorite artists. Mm-hmm. So we could have some uh some civil war shit going down real quick. <laughs> Um, straight like that. So just to let y'all know beforehand of how that could go. Yeah. If it get real, just know that that's why. All right. Um, in the meantime, in between time, let's get to chopping this fable. Benny the Butcher versus Toby Negway. Lyricism. Let's start at the hard one. Let's just go straight oh, for man. the gusto. Let's not fuck around with it and not play with it. Let's just call let's just get to what it is. Lyricism. See. Anybody jump in here? Not just me. My, my bias is Benny because I just been listening to him for the past three to four in his camp up to five years. So, but I know Toby got a message with his stuff. Man, I, it's kind of toe to toe in me, but. I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna sign with Team B- Benny. I just because that's just what I've been listening to more. Mm-hmm. But as far as listening, like it it's already been said, man. Both of them are great lyricists. That's like I have not heard a slack Benny rhyme. I have not heard a slack Toby rhyme at all. Like every time I've listened to Toby, uh, I can I can go back and listen to him, and I'll catch something else same way I would catch Benny. It's just that their content is different. Okay. I can rock mm-hmm. with that. That makes sense. This um, is way too hard. <laughs> face? I mean, me personally, I'm a little biased to Toe because, I mean, I listen to him more than Benny. I think I've heard like one or two songs from um, Benny myself, but that's because I choose not to. Uh, it's not because I don't think he, he's not a lyrical individual or he doesn't have um, good music. It's just not what I, at this point in, in my, how can I say, in my musical journey, that's not just what my ear wants to hear right now. I feel you. So I tend to do more Toby shit in the journey where I am, at this point where I'm in my journey. Um, so I will be more biased in that individual in, in that question. So I would automatically lean Toby or lean that way. Well, I'll go ahead and break this time. Um, this is my honest feeling. I've been listening to a lot of the uh, Conway Machine, Benny the Butcher stuff uh, lately to kind of get ready for this topic. Um, on lyricism, I actually have them as a tie. Um, between the two of them, they are very different in what their content is, but they are both equally proficient. Um, they both say really cool shit, but neither one to me is like God tier lyricists. They're just really great rappers. Um, so I put them there. So I would say they're tough lyricists, which takes us to marketability. I guess I didn't break, in, break any tie, did I? Uh. Um, Marketability. Um, 
I'm going to say, oh, go ahead, Faith. Go ahead. I'm going to say Benny's more marketable. Say more. Um, at, this, at this day and age with his um, his style, his flow, and with his crew as well, um, that's more marketable on a wide range. Um, the positivity and the style that Toby brings is very unique. Um, it's becoming more wide scale, more, more wide scale accepted, I should say. And more people are getting into it with the, um, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement and being people trying to be more conscious and more aware of what they're saying and doing and just his positivity that his music brings and just the, 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 the different way he says things. But as far as being profitable and marketable, I will go with Benny. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this the same way I said it when we got uh, Toby on this list. I ain't heard fucking Beyonce shouting out Benny the Butcher. I ain't heard Dave Chappelle shouting out Benny the Butcher. So as far as uh, record sales and stuff, I don't even think Toby has put out an official like album per se. So I don't know that I can judge him against that as far as record sales, but on views and impact as far as uh, being a face and stuff, like I feel like Toby has more reach. So I'm going to go with Toby. Well, because I've been following his... um his career so far. I'm going to say Benny just because, all right, he didn't have Beyonce shouting him out, but he's have, he's, he's had talks with Jay-Z. Um, he's, I, I just saw actually a new um, interview with him all going around with breakfast club and this, that, and the third. But I mean, I, I believe Toby, uh, Toby's the same thing. Uh, he wait. The last, what was it, last year, burden of proof or whatever. That's when he came out. But he's been coming out with back-to-back albums. I'm pretty sure he comes out with a, like a project every four, like up to two to three projects a year, pretty much. But yeah, to, and he's already got a whole album with uh, a famous top-tier producer, which was his hit boy pretty much. And he already got features like big features with Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? Like um, he's already he's already there or whatever. He just needs that one thing to push him a little bit further. Like he's like right there at that tipping point where his name can get household become a household name pretty much. So I'm going to lean toward Benny just off of that. Whatever. Not to say Toby isn't marketable Cause I'm like, like his visuals are every last one of his um, videos I've seen is just is fire, it's just artwork pretty much. But it's just that I've seen Benny's name out a lot more. Okay, so y'all got Benny for marketability. It was a tie for lyricism. We go into the sudden death round. What is or who has the best stage performance? Who is the best MC, the better like MC as far as their performance? How do they get across the lyrics to their mm-hmm. listener? This is on record, on stage, on camera, whenever they're performing their lyrics, how do they get it across? Well, I obviously because I've seen like Benny's um like concerts and stuff like that. And then I just 
hear other other MCs talk about them pretty much. And I kind of judge it off of that, like whether the like the MCs that I feel like people would just naturally respect what they would say towards the person's like um concert or whatever. And most of them are just like, yo, if it, it has that old feeling. A lot of New York heads like them because they're from upstate New York or, or whatever. But like they when somebody come out to see Benny the Butcher or whatever, it's a certain crowd that comes out and he has a he has a certain fan base and they always seem to show out every time they come out or whatever. So can't really just I can't really like say no to his stage presence or whatever. In fact, he's actually been out here a couple of times too. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Face. Uh we talking about um stage presence and shit. What would you say? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with um Toby. I like the the artistic way he gets his message across and he gets his he gets his way across. I like the the, the, the all in family approach because he, he regardless of his own videos on record or on, on stage, it's like an all inclusive family vibe. So his whole clique, you feel me? Like it's all of them there. It's also all in vibe from the from him to his wife to the kids to the the producer to you feel me? Like that vibe right there it, it's a their vibe builds a bigger vibe and everybody else feels that like, and it draws you in it's one thing to be there as a fan but it's another thing oh shit. it's yeah. one thing to be there as a fan, but it's another thing to be there as part of a family mm. that's real that's real um that's i'm going toby on this i'm going toby on this one as well um on everything he does he has a way of like even his interviews he's performing like and it's a wider it's a wider array of people that would be that would gravitate toward him like he would, he would get everybody from a christian to a hardcore just hip hop head to a regular dude off the street to an up north cat to a down south cat like i feel like his appeal is wider so i'm going to go with toby and I've like just seen his shows where he's had people in the audience crying, just singing, uh, South Side, we ride with choppers. Like I've seen that that I've seen him like captivate a crowd and have that intimate connection with him. So yeah. And that nigga can dance. Benny can't dance. Nigga told me to dance. For fuck. And you going to you, man, this is a hard like. This is a hard decision anyway, because it's like I like Toby, too, and I like the artistic side of him and everything, too. But it it all depends on like what you want as a vibe when you go out as far as when it comes to stage. Like if I'm in a neo soul vibe, I'm probably going to go to Toby or whatever, whatnot. If if I'm I'm in my boom bap, I need to hear some rugged shit, you know, just being my own. Just being my hip hop self, I'm gonna go to Benny. So Toby got mm. that type of shit, that boom bap shit where he just spitting. He got all that. Now what I'm saying, like you gotta open up your mind to the catalog. I'm telling you, you missing out on something. He got all those, but um, so right now we still stand at a tie for these two. Um I don't Dang. really have a I don't really have an answer for it. I didn't expect it that they go like that. You gotta give it to the pod squad, man. Who? 
I'm about to but make yeah, a poll was, break. Yeah, make a uh, make a poll real quick, Pat. <laughs> that individual poll will decide that one. Not, not that one, face. Not that kind. Damn it, face. Um, I ain't said. Oh, you said shit. Um. So the next, <laughs> the, moving on. The next bracket is Fabulous versus Conway the Machine. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Lyricism. Mm. I'm going Person. Conway the Machine. Oh, this is different. I'm one Conway. Um, I like Fab, but I'm digging this Conway fella. Uh, I've listened to more of his music, um, more than The Butcher. Uh, and I, I, I like his wordplay. You feel me? I like his lyricism. And he comes with something different. You feel me? Um, the, the draw is something different. Um, maybe the injury, but it's something mm-hmm. different. Um, Fab has that typical up north Brooklyn flow in sound. Um, so it gets gotten kind of um, how that monotonous after a while. So regardless of what you're saying, it's always going to sound the same. If you feel can what I, I'm saying. Can I hold you up real quick? Go ahead. I'm putting voice and flow in the performance here. Just personally, oh, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking, about, I'm talking about lyrics. Like, what are you saying, and how are you yeah. putting those words together? Like, you know, to, to me, like all that compares because if if it's monotonous, I'm not even going to want to hear what you're saying because it's going to continue to sound the same. So you can have the hottest, you can say the hottest line in this bar, but the next bar you say like exactly the same cadence and exactly the same. You feel like you saying exactly the same it's going to turn my interest to what you're saying all. So regardless of how tight what you're saying is, it's not even going to get to my ear. So where Conway may be different and his delivery, his lyrics are still, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ah, so I tip my tongue. But they're still appealing to me on the every bar, on the every bar thing. Not saying that Fab is old, so I don't want to listen because he's an old, old rapper. You feel me? Like to me, I'm just saying what he's saying ain't current to me. You feel me? So his lyrics don't appeal to me as much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, well, um, okay, Pat. Um. I say, God, it's hard. I, I'm gonna go with Conway because I feel like Conway has more range. It's not even range. It's just like, all right, he has punchlines and bars and stuff like that, but there's there's a purpose for every bar. Like he he got a story. There's a story for every bar that he has. He's not just making the song to make a hit or whatever behind the lyricism. Um, it's, it's just, he's he's just hungrier. He's a whole lot hungrier. And that, you could play that in the fact that, you know, Fabulous already got his, is already uh, established or whatever. So Conway going to naturally be hungrier anyway or whatever. But I also got to put into play that sometimes 
Fabulous, don't get me wrong, Fabulous is one of the greatest lyricists um, that hip-hop has ever produced, to me, or whatever. But he also had some times where he made some corny songs to me and corny uh, bars to me, or whatever. You know, Breathe is like one of my favorite rap songs of all time. So I'm going to give it to Conway, because I just, I don't know, I just feel his shit a little bit more. Like, I can hear the pain in his lyrics, pretty much. Well, Fab, I had your back. Um, I was gonna vote for you for lyricism, but definitely got outnumbered on that. So uh, we'll just move to marketability. <laughs> I think Fab, I think Fabulous got this one handed down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they both go on tour tomorrow. Fabulous going worldwide, Conway going nationwide. Yeah, that goes without yeah. saying. <laughs> Pretty much goes without saying. I think we're all in agreement with that. So it takes it to the deciding factor, hopefully. And that goes MCM, stage presence. Moving How you crap. present your rhymes. Moving that crap. Oh. I'll start it then. I'm going to say Conway. Mm. Um, like Faith said, he's more dynamic in his vocal tone, his range, his flow patterns. Um, and he has a more realism, which does matter in hip hop, especially. Um, you believe him more when he's spitting. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Conway. Um, I'm gonna go with Conway too with the 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 believability. Um, not saying that you can't believe some of Fab's songs, but just if you hear Fab and you hear some of his music, some of the more gangster songs he's put out. And then you see Fab, you feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but then you hear some of Fab's other music, more the pop popish music, and then you see him, then you be like, oh yeah, okay. But you look at the Conway flow and the Conway music, and then you see a Conway performance, and you get a different feel for that. You get more. Yeah, I, I'm in the moment. I, I can feel what you're saying. I, I, I can see you in that situation. You feel me? All right. So uh, the delivery is more believable. It gives a more, um, uh, it, it makes the fan draw in more because we all know people love music. They can relate to more. You feel me? Like more realistic vibes. Too. I'll rock with that. Well, Pat, um, I don't know what you was going to say, but you might as well at least go ahead and tell us your thoughts. Oh, well, yeah. I think Fabulous' tragic flaw is that he got that that New York rapper arrogance. No offense to my New York rappers, because I love New York rappers, too. But they got that, some someone got that New York arrogance where I'm going to just say my rhyme and the rhyme itself in my, in my image is going to just all I need, pretty much. And Fabulous has that, that arrogance. It's slash confidence, but arrogance. Like, We've um like I've been I've been to little you know shoot we've probably been to the same one that like where he come down in the Hamptons um University or whatever and you know there's some stage shows where he rocks it and then it's just some stage shows you know he just going there to get that check and then he going to the next show pretty much so but Conway every single time. Seemed like he put his heart on the line every time he say a rhyme, period. Like, if it's just a simple freestyle on, like, 
Funk Flex or some radio show, or if it's on stage, or if it's on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, he, I feel everything he says. So I'm going to just go with Conway. Right on. Well, in that case, Conway wins. He makes it into the next round. He is on the face. Push a T. Um, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, the, mm-hmm. next, the next one for this opening round, though, we got Lupe Fiasco versus Schoolboy Q. Anybody want to make the opening uh, case for either one of the three categories? Um, go lyrical. We're going to have to go, man. We're going to have to go Lupe on lyrics. Um, nothing more has to be said. I mean, it's Lupe the lyrics. Yeah. He's known just to be lyrical. Um, I don't think Lupe is known for much more than being lyrical. Um, mm-hmm. Schoolboy Q is known, but he's not known for just being just lyrical on the on the level that Lupe is. Um, that's, not saying, shit. that's not saying Lupe is God level because nowhere is he God level, but he is higher than Schoolboy Q on lyrical. Goddamn close. We're going to get to that at some point, I feel like, in this conversation, but not tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just agree with him. Lupe is definitely more lyrical. It's not even close to me as far as the writing specifically is concerned. Yeah. Same with me. It goes goes without saying. Lupe puts you in his world, and he says some crazy stuff. And I'm not even the biggest Lupe fan, but I give respect when respect due. So, yeah, he a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lupe got lyricism. What about marketability? Um, for me, I'm definitely gonna roll with Schoolboy Q. Um, I feel like his his appeal is he, he appeals to a wider audience. Um, I feel like he's known to have larger crowds at his shows. Um, on average, um, I feel like they both might be down at this point, but I know that was a point where his schoolboy was rocking like festivals and shit on the regular. Um, uh-huh. But I guess Lupe has to. Um, but I definitely think the wider appeal goes to schoolboy Q, the more cultural relevance. Like, I feel like hip hop heads know Lupe, but if you go outside of hip hop, people would know schoolboy. Yeah. And I think that's where the division lies for me. I agree there. No conversation needed. Yeah, I'm saying here, but you said it. <laughs> Who rocked the crowd better? Who's the better stage performer? Who's the better performer of their lyrics, period? Mm. Stage or otherwise? Mm. I'll go ahead and just jump out there again. I'll say, (sighs) I'm going to say Lupe. Mm. He has more pockets he can jump into. He has a very good stage show itself. Um, He's very animated and like interactive with the crowd. he does a lot of the same stuff Schoolboy Q does as far as like crowd surfing and that type of thing, but he does even more on the stage himself. Um, so I'm a roll with Schoolboy Q. I mean, I'm gonna roll with Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with Schoolboy on that one, man. Um, yeah, Lupe got a couple of different pockets, but uh, uh, Schoolboy got something he can jump in that Lupe can't jump in. I feel um, that, that gangster element. Mm-hmm. You can jump in, and that's a wide appeal. Especially um, if we go in national, like you say, Lupe may be big national. That gangster appeal is big national, especially where 
schoolboy from. You feel me? So jump into that bag is one thing. He got a lot of different songs. He got some songs for the ladies as well. Um, but just delivery, what he gives to the fans when he's performing, I feel that there's gonna be um schoolboy, man. All right. My brother's gonna hate me, but he'll understand why. I'm going with schoolboy because I feel like as far as as far as Lupe, he has total control over his flow. But as far as controlling a crowd, schoolboy in his first couple of years rocked festivals, like big crowds. I know that's a different vibe or whatever, but when you rock that many amount of people and they knowing your songs pretty much, it's just he has an energy about him that Lupe don't have. It's like a more charismatic energy where it just gets you amped and hyped so much. So I feel like he got a little bit more crowd control or whatever um, when it comes to that matter. So I, I'm going with Schoolboy. Upset victory. Upset victory. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Let's go, Schoolboy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this is diff- this is a different one. Yes. 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 So moving on to the next round, we got Killer Mike versus Childish Gambino. Um, this is a tough one because we've definitely got um two guys that are both into activism. We got two guys that are both very woke, um, both known for lyrics. Um, so I'm gonna start at the easy route. I'm gonna go marketability. Childish Gambino, because of all the shit he does outside of rap, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to him on on the marketability side. Like the yes. the Donald Glover side is so huge. Like it's hard for him not to be more as far as record sales, uh, exposure, brand deals, endorsements. Um, just he's everywhere. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah I'm going with Childish on marketing. Very, very much. Yeah. So what do you want to go back? Very marketable to do comedy, acting. It gets the numbers in, man. Gets the numbers in. You got the comedy viewers coming to see his music just because they want to be exposed to that. You got his music viewers coming to see his comedy just because they want to be exposed to that. So you got the numbers coming from both crowds. Something exactly. the artistic crowd is what what type of different shit he's gonna do and say. So I mean, he got a lot of different crowds coming to see that one element and they all mold together to make a different experience. Agree, agree. Very remarkable. Very remarkable. Pat, if you had any thoughts. No, I'm with I'm with you on Childish being marked, but we good. We good. Right it goes without saying. I'll just be redundant. I'm gonna go next to MC and stage performance, how you perform your lyrics. Mm, that's a hard one. Cause both of both both individuals give you them their all on, on their stage performance. I mean, like uh, Killer Mike, I mean, like a Killer Mike show, he goes all out. I mean, like he gives you that performance, but Childish Gambino does as well. He just brings a different a, a different element to his stage performance. You feel like when he's giving those lyrics. Now that he's talking about his his other stage performances in his comedy realm and anything else, just when he's performing his music, it's something different that he brings as a performer. You feel like 
it just draws me personally in. You feel like the music with the performance is something totally different. It's a different element that bring that entices me personally. So I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chadis Gambino on the delivery of his music and that stage performance and controlling that crowd. I'm gonna roll with Killer Mike. Killer Mike is vicious, man. Like his, the way he, like it even comes out on his album cuts. Like just the way, it's a passion in him that rocks. Like he can rock a rock crowd or uh, like he can rock any type of crowd just off of his energy alone. Like the people gonna vibe with it because he feels whatever he's saying or singing or rapping or whatever else. He feels it so much, everybody around him just be like, well, okay, I'll hype too. I like it. Yup. So like, I feel like he just got that. He's one of those people that their passion is so strong. It's magnetic. Like it draws everything else around them in. Um, so I'm gonna go kill a mic, man. Uh, yeah, his shows, his shows get real. All right. Yeah. All right. When it, when it comes to stage, um, damn, I messed that up. When it comes to stage performance, <laughs> all right. At the, at the end of the day, I look at visuals and everything, but what is usually the tiebreaker to me is like how much MC performance is in it. Like how much like elemental hip hop performance you get get out of it, like that type of energy, like how, how much you control it in an MC manner. And I got to give it to Killer Mike because I would say Killer Mike when it comes to just being raw and just like in your face, huh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to give it to Killer Mike, pretty much, or whatever. Like, uh, he, I, I feel like when it, it that's, that's the one thing about Killer Mike that propels him. That's the, the main thing about Killer Mike that propels him to like that known status that I've seen is just how raw he is in his stage performance. And, and, and anything you do when it goes to run the jewels, when he's by himself, when, when he would outcast, when he just randomly on a, a random feature with like bone crusher and TI or whatever, he shows out each time. So I got to give it to Killer Mike. Yeah, I agree. Um, lyricism, 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 lyricism. I'm gonna say Killer Mike easy. Childish Gambino has had songs where he touches on something like for the first time, but saying something in a way that nobody else has said it, I think Killer Mike has a leg up on that as far as like punch, punch lines and witty flow. Um, the dynamics of the ways he can go with his flow, he can go political. Like Childish Gambino, he can do a love song, but he can also rap some gangster shit, and they all come across as believable. He always paints the picture well with the words. So I'm going to say uh, Killer Mike on lyricism. Yeah, final answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I know y'all going to disagree, man, but I'm going to go Childish Gambino, man. I know most people might disagree, but I mean, like, like you say, saying stuff in a different way, that multi wouldn't say and I think he does. You know, like, he, like I said, he has a unique way of coming off with different type of wordplay, coming from a different way, you know, different perspective. You feel me? So the the average man wouldn't probably catch what he's saying. 
So yeah, let into it two or three times to catch it. But I feel like the how he says what he says come off a different way. Just uh just because of how he came into the game. Uh, with Killer Mike, I feel like, yeah, everything he says is believable. Because you feel like we know the straight background of what he came from and where he at, what he trying to do, and him putting what he's saying on wax, damn right is believable. The way he's saying it, twisting words and give it to you this way and that way, you, you're on the edge of your seat, damn right, I'm, I'm there with him. But I feel the same way with Childish. It's just different to me, you feel me? Like, y'all, y'all know the different type of hip-hop I'm on and different type of shit I listen to. So hearing it from his perspective, seeing uh, seeing him come from the comedy aspect, and now you can take these words and do this and this and this with, I'll fuck with it a little bit more. Okay. Pat, Pat? I am torn between the two because I like them both. Matter of fact, I, I like them both. Like, when Childish first came out, I liked him just off of his own freestyles, and he actually showed, like, lyrical prowess, like a real MC just showing bars. And I bought Killer Mike's first album, Monster, or whatever. So, so that's when I got to go with, all right, what have they achieved so far? Lyrically. <laughs> Lyrically, what have they achieved so far? Or whatever. I got to go with Killer Mike because Ooh. he's done more. Just off of the... I see what you're saying. Come on, like the body of work. Just the body of work. Like, he's he's done more. And, and like, he he does go political and this, that, and that. I feel like with Childish, he has bars. And sometimes I feel like he got better bars than Killer. He just got some punches like that. I feel like he has that too. At, but I feel like he has more lyricism when he's singing and he has more examples of him singing than he does rapping. That's real. Pretty much. So that's where I have to use, I had to use the, the body of work as a tiebreaker because it's like on an instance, I like if I hear Childish Gambino freestyling, I know he got crazy bars. I'm probably going to go to that first or whatever. But at the rate of how much that I get that, that um, those bars is not at the same amount as Killer Mike. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Like I totally get what you mean. Like you Childish Gambino, yeah. Like we, he can come out. We can, yeah. we can hear something that he coming out with a new album, and no matter what he come out with, I'm excited for it. But I don't know if it's going to be a rap album, or if it's going to be a funk album. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what I'm going to get. So, like, it keeps you guessing, man. With everything he says, going to be there. But just on I, the process of emceeing and rapping, I feel what you're saying. I feel like I like him as an artist more than Killer Mike, but I like Killer Mike as a lyricist more than Childish Gambino. That's kind of why I follow that, yo. Okay. I understand. So, Killer Mike moves on. Um, next week, he will be facing off against the boy Joe Budden. Mm. That ought to be interesting. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 got a, I got a certain way I'm going with that. So, yeah. Um, the last and final of the play-in round. Meek Mill versus Nigga Minaj. And the most hilarious. 
<laughs> Mind you, these brackets were all done on the random. <laughs> let's take it with lyrical, man. Let's take it with lyrical. I'm gonna go Nick. Um, just um, she's held her own with some god tier individuals on records, and has held her own to where they've commented on her verse. Um, me personally, I'm not a Meek Mill fan. Um, it's not that, and lyrically. I don't think Meek Mill's there. Um, that's just me. Uh, I know a lot of people are not going to agree with that. But once again, it's my damn opinion. And lyrically, I'm going with Nikki. Pat? All right. I kind of agree with Face, man. Now, let me explain why. Let me explain why. Aesthetically, Meek Mill is the definition rapper aesthetically when you first look at him he talks about all the rapper stuff he gives you all he gives you he got the rapper image you know what i'm saying but at the same time it's like i feel like i get the same song from him each time different beat okay it's like i feel like i don't ever go to him for like the bars you know what i'm saying i may go to him for the energy I might go for him for that energy. Like, he's good with the energy. Like, the energy carries his bars even more. Like, uh, almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. But, now, mind you, Nicki Minaj has come out with some trash bars. Or whatever. She's come out with some trash shit. I ain't even gonna lie. My, 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 my. But... She has also came out with some crazy lines. I remember when she first came out, and I'm shoot, we were like, matter of fact, me and Faith were living in Mallory or whatever. And I'm, I'm I don't care. Ass, I don't care. I can pull up. I can pull up songs where she barely even rhymed half the time, or whatever. She was just saying stuff. When that was on, I shit. She said I'm shitting on people or something like that. I, she was barely she, rhyming that she time. Do, she do be doodling a lot on people, and she but, got a lot of sons. Mm-hmm. That are really daughters, and, but I'm not. I'm yeah. not really sure how that works. Yeah, and I mean, and then she do have like some times where I just don't not understand where you're going at in the song. Like, really, I really don't understand where you're going at the song. <laughs> but she do got some bars when she wants to spit. Like I've heard her say some bars and some real distinctive hit hard punch lines before, more than I've heard Meek. Meek, his voice and his energy, it, it kind of covers the line if he even have a punchline. And then sometimes when I hear the punchline, it's a basic punchline that I've heard a thousand times before. It's just his version of it or whatever. Gotcha. So um, I, I'm that's why I'm giving it to Nikki. <laughs> okay, I'm like, uh, okay, right on. No, that um, makes sense. I, I'm definitely with you. Um, I'm going to definitely say Meek Mill has a harder flow. He uh, projects better. He has an anthem in the intro. Because that, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was yeah. finished? That shit right there. I don't care who the crowd is. People going nuts when that come up. Um, Everybody. So he got one. But I will say, because of that, I'm definitely going to give the lyricism to Minaj. Um, Nikki is 
way better at flipping syllables. Her she has deeper metaphors. She actually comes up with um new entendres that I haven't heard before or new ways to present um her figurative language. So I'm definitely gonna go with Minaj. It ain't even close to me as far as lyricism. Yeah. Yeah. And while we go there, let's go to marketability. I'm gonna say Minaj. That was oh hell yeah. You 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 mean record sales that ain't close. Record sales that ain't close. I I put it this way. I put it this way. I went on a family cruise one time and I was in the in the club. Guess who they played in the background? Guess who I didn't hear though? I wish that I could have this moment for life. Whatever that song was, um stars, superstars, something like that. I forgot what it was. Starships, something like that. Yeah. I think that is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't talk about that a lot in hip-hop circles. She don't talk about it a lot. That's a, that's a, that's a phase I feel like she might want to forget. She she verbally have said that out loud. Okay, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Shit. Yeah, Nikki. Nikki, baby. That would not eat. Not it at all. Um, but she definitely wins on marketability as well. So um, we can go ahead and talk about uh, MCN because I definitely gave that to Meek Mill. Yeah, the energy. Once again, come to the energy. Yes. The flow. Um, he gets, uh, it's just his energy. It, 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 that's, that's where he has that leg up. So given that performance. He, he draws that crowd in that instant energy that you want. You can like that's why you go to a performance. You, you look for that vibe, something you can get into with it. You feel me? Like so, when you bring that steady amount of energy into whatever side of the room you may be in, you can't help but outshine most other people when it comes to performance. I mean, like to me, his performance level and the energy he brings is one of the top out there. So agreed on everything you just said, like. As far as performance, like Meek, Meek is, he, he's he's pretty up there to me, but um, yeah, so sad oh, to see huh? you go, Meeky. I am too. I am too. Well, on stage presence, I went with Meek too. Just to let y'all know, definitely with Meek. Well, Same energy that I was talking about. At least you didn't about. get three would Meek. Nah, nah, nah. I your went battle, with Meek. your battle rap credit is still intact. You didn't get three would Just got two. this round. You know, he's gonna be mad when he hear this though. <laughs> well, between him and the barbs, I think we've pissed off uh, both parties. So I think they'll be equally upset. So at least we've been uh, fair and balanced. Yeah, no bias. Maybe uh, indeed. Um, so there you have it, folks. We have our bracket set, except for the Benny the Butcher versus Toby Nigue, uh bracket. So if y'all could help us and vote on that um, ASAP before you vote on the final bracket. And whoever the fan vote is, that'll be who it is. Um, also vote on the second round, the actual quarterfinal round, so we can use your vote as a as a leveraging point and as two votes. Remember, 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 pod squad vote is two votes. So we need y'all vote, 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 vote. Link will be in the description below on all platforms. Also check our social media where the link will be posted. As well. Yeah. And um, that has been uh, this week's round two of the top MCs of the 2000s. 
vote, 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 and continue on this journey with us as we continue to discuss, debate, and make these selections as we whittle it down to the crown champions of MCs since the year 2000. And uh, yeah, man, I think I'm gonna forego my uh, other thing right now and uh, slide it to, I think it might be time. It's time. Oh. Oh, oh, right now. What time is it? It just happens to be eleven thirty-eight. But what time yeah. is it? If you think it's time, I think it's time. Hey, it is time, and y'all go for a second. It's time for the good and fuckery episode forty-four, and I don't know why I'm talking like this. Fuckery. <laughs> fuckery. fuckery. I don't know why you're talking like that either, but I like the good and the fuck. And let's get into some deep convos on some crazy shit. All right. Hey, is it the the bracket still showing up or is it us? You are right. Let me get rid of the brackets. We are done for the... All right. We ready now. Now it's fuckery time. Fuckery time. Fuckery time. Well, you know what? Let Let me start off. I'm gonna start off with some good matter of fact. Um, whatever. Um, well, just some of my I would say I'm gonna start off with the good with um the Baltimore Ravens honor Michael K. Williams during the game. That's dope. Much salute to all first thing I uh first thing I saw uh today when I um just scrolling through pretty much whatever. We're gonna, I'm gonna go through this because this, this, there's a subject in the good and fuckery. I think I, I, I want us to expound on pretty much. And expound, we shall. All right. Good news, y'all. Good news for the gamers. All right, we're gonna get through the nerd news, and we're gonna get to the fuck. Good news for the gamers, right? Disney and Capcom is in talks of re-releasing the cult video game classic Marvel versus Capcom Two: New Age of Heroes. And I suck at fighting games, but that sounds awesome. That is the fighting game that started like is one of the ones that started like these tournament gaming competitions, pretty much. Yes, it and is pretty epic too. They be going in. Yes, it's like watching, it's almost watching a prize fight. Like I, I told you, like my friend, um uh, uh, my friend twin and my brother, when they meet up, they come in. With the big ass arcade um, gaming consoles, and they go at it with the fighting games, and I'm pretty sure they're excited about this because Marvel versus Capcom games is just one of those games that the game somewhere they are sharpening their swords, getting ready for battle. And it is scary, B. It is scary. The counters that happen. Twin to this day is the only person I ever seen whoop ass with Zangief. Zangief. Yeah, so, if you know how to use him, he's actually a beast. I don't know how to use none of them, but if you know how to use him, he is a beast. I've seen it on yeah. like YouTube videos. Can't do nothing with him, man. If he grabs you, that's half your life right there, that's pretty good. much. Pretty much. All right. Going forward in the nerd news, Blade, there's going to be a Blade Runner 3 in the works. Uh, when was Blade Runner 2? Actually, they consider Blade Runner two that um, that Blade Runner movie that came out in 2017 because it's like a continuation of the first Blade Runner. Um, that oh, that I was Blade it was Runner 2049. It was a soft reboot because it's still how I say it's still in that same world, 
and then I'm thinking this blue um this um Blade Runner that's coming up, they also gonna put Harrison Ford upon it with Ryan Gosling too. So oh, that'll be we'll good. see. Okay. We'll see. I'm interested. All right. So more on uh media see. news, pretty much. Face your way. Oh wide awake. <laughs> well, I hope you're wide awake for this. Right. So y'all remember the Wonder Years, that old eighty show? Mm-hmm. Whitney and uh, Kevin, yeah, and Paul. Yeah. Yep. So it's coming back on ABC through Hulu. There's a catch. This is the black version. So it's the Wonder Years, but it's with a black family. I like that. Is it set during the same era? I believe so. By the looks of it, the way they close and everything, feel, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. set in the same era. They better play it realistic, then. Mm-hmm. No, no, he did. They, Don't sugarcoat shit. No, it's a trailer. It's a trailer where um, the son says uh, that his father's phrase was "be cool" in every situation. So they have him in different situations where, all right, he's starting up the grill. If fire, fire just flames the freak up and like, be cool. Uh, kid fall down. Be cool. Then you see him. He behind a wheel, and you hear the flashing lights in the background. He's like, "Be cool." So it was a funny little trailer. Pretty much, it gave me like, it gave me like, um, uh, everybody hates Chris vibes. Okay, somewhat. That ought to be interesting. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say, one of years is one of those things that I loved the sitcom back in the day because our it was nostalgia, but. Watching it, it was like episodes where you know I am completely bored watching this. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, because like, it wasn't that funny. It was so it was like more serious, it was more like a drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah but the theme song was the best part of the show on some real shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I felt. Okay. Would you stand up and walk out on me? Send me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will really try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby. Everybody sing out of key. I have a little help from my friend. No, I need sing that song out of key. I have a little help from my friend. You are supposed to sing that part out of key. That's the funny thing about it. Like, like you oh, feel yeah, you it more to. when you sing it out of key. <laughs> but you, you know what? You know what? Tis. You know what yes. I think is funny. No. Here's a theory. Here's a theory. Are some of the shows great because of their intro music? That is very. We'll get possible. into that later. We'll get into that later. I wonder if you take the intro music, do you? Are you just as hype? I, I put in a play like. You know how you, you I do you, like uh, every show that I actually like the theme music for. I don't know yeah. of any show that I like the theme music but don't like the show. Exactly. So like you ever watch Ben, you like binge a, a show I and like then just matters. you ain't like what? I don't like Family Matters, but I like the song. Hmm. Nigga, what? Three, two, one, one, two, three. Oh, I like parts of the show, but I don't like the show in the total. I don't like a lot of the article. At the end of the day, they I think the same. Yeah, they gave that nigga a key to his house. Yeah, your nigga key to their house, and every day tormented this nigga emotionally. Get out, Steve. Go home, Steve. Get out, Steve. 
Steven, I've known you all man. these years, and I feel like I'm just meeting you for the first time, bro. Shit. Yeah, fuck, uh, Carl. fuck Carl Winslow. Oh, no. Not Carl. Shit. Not in that episode. Not in that episode when he confronted those two white racist cops or whatever. All right. Before he realized that his son was actually telling the truth, he was a dick. But after he realized it, yeah, he went in. He made up for it. Redemption. Redemption. He never did. Pretty much. Hmm? You say he never what? I said he definitely did. Oh, he definitely did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got it. That was funny. I'm out of, I'm gonna YouTube that later on because that was a that was a great moment in black television. <laughs> along along with that um that heartfelt Will Smith moment when he was hugging Uncle Phil because his dad left. One of the greatest moments in black <laughs> you don't want me, man. Never forget this. Steve Urkel saved Carl's life several times. And the next day when Steve came over, Carl still kicked this nigga ass out the house. <laughs> hey, you got a point. Let's so also never forget this nigga was trying to fuck Carl's daughter. Man, but he didn't really true. had a chance. He never really had a chance, man. Until he wore her down after like 16, 17 years and they let this nigga move in. I don't give a damn. That was his you, wanna fuck, you wanna fuck my daughter? You, you, you ain't never coming to my house. He lucky he made it into the living room. Say that nigga. <laughs> I'd, I'd have put some bird shot in his ass. Mm-hmm. That nigga needs a friend. <laughs> that nigga needed Another. his daddy. <laughs> Another topic for another time. Black sitcom moms randomly changing their whole appearance into a whole nother person. By meaning, I, I mean, you know, actors taking over the job. But that's another yeah, subject for another day. Was the one I cared about the least. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Exactly. All right. Time to get into the fuckery. Pretty much. I'm going to start off with just a quick phase, right? Um, I believe earlier today or yesterday or whatever, there was this thing on Twitter where they had an argument about Drake being a bigger artist than Michael Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this short right now. Nigga, what? Yeah, that there's a debate about Drake being b- bigger than Michael Jackson. I'm gonna look into my eyes, America. Look into my eyes. So he's physically bigger because that nigga like six something. Michael was a little man, but. Come on, man. Michael Jackson has literally wrote and performed every song you listen to right now in somewhat way or form. Michael Jackson got more music than people older than him, period. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for a Michael Jackson, it would not be a Drake, period. Every every subject matter that Drake has ever spoke about is just a future version of the shit that Michael Jackson was talking about in the eighties. I put it like this. And in the nineties, you can go a place and find somebody who don't like Drake. I don't know who nobody who's ever said they don't like Michael Jackson. You can put it like this: at the end of the day, Michael Jackson's career is longer than people who are older than him. His career is longer than them. Exactly. 
That's what I'm saying. His there's his, 80 year olds that did not have a longer career than him. His reach is longer. You can you can say Michael Jackson. If Drake don't sit his ass down, it's not Drake. It's his fans. It's always the fans. Like it's never Nikki. It's the Barb's. You know what I'm saying? It's never Beyonce. It's the high. Uh, except when we talk about Kanye, because when it's Kanye, it's it's always just Kanye. And then sometimes it's yes, true. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, y'all, y'all shut that shit up, man. It there's Michael it, well, if there's no Michael Jackson, there's a lot of artists that don't exist. And a lot of music that don't exist. Matter, Big fact, fa- matter of fact, didn't he didn't he steal from Michael Jackson to do Tusa Slide? Not only that, he had Michael Jackson on his album before this one, Scorpion. Showing up did. He went out his way to get Michael Jackson lyrics. That's Drake saying that Michael Jackson is better than him. I got a topic. Is Drake a culture vulture? Next time on The Partners. It's debatable. You can say half of them. (laughs) That's it. I'm going to leave that alone. Let's go on to the fuckery. All right. I say go on to the fuckery. Like the next topic is 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 anything less worse. <laughs> this is even worse. All right. Um, I wish. Let's put the face disclaimer here on this topic. All right. So this oh, Texas shit. mom, this Texas mom named Carla and he did Bell. the smile. Yep, he did it. He did it. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy this one, everybody. <laughs> this Texas mom named Cara Bell went to a school board meeting about COVID to furiously. I rant. started to put this on the good uh, on the uh, you didn't ask us, but this weekend mm-hmm. we can still do it, but bring it back up. But she furiously ranted about anal sex during a COVID public school board meeting. Now, loud on the, the microphone. Re- loud like she she vividly dis well she all right the person that wrote this book that she was quoting that her son was reading for school or whatever vividly described a scene in in her book the book was called out of darkness by uh oh, it, got, Hope it got dark Perez. um it features a section about anal sex which she feels is highly inappropriate Bell told the board, I do not want my children to learn about anal sex in middle school. Bell said, I have never had anal sex. I don't want to have anal sex. I don't want my kids having anal sex. And I want you to start focusing on education and that public health. Um, the only thing I got to say about that is we don't care if you don't want anal sex. That don't got nothing to do with it. All you got to say is I don't want my kids <laughs> reading stuff like this. They're too young to be reading this. You're telling me too much about yourself and your boring ass sex life. That's 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 too much. Yeah, so I don't need to know you Karen, like that, player. I don't need to know you like that. So this week's Karen is Cara Bell. Like I understand the play. Like they uh the school board actually took the, the book off um the curriculum and everything. So mm-hmm. like I mean, I totally understand where she's coming from, but and I mean, it's a time and place like this. This is about COVID pretty much. But she may not felt she might have felt like this is the only chance she got 
to talk about it. Oh, whatever. Maybe she, maybe she, she just didn't get the the memo that this was about COVID. And then the other thing I disagree with is that she said you need to start focusing on education and not public health. No, they need to focus on both because they can't educate if the child is sick. If the child is too sick to come in to get educated, the hell that defeats the purpose of education, of of an educational system. So it has, so when you have children in an institution, the institution has to take care of those kids while they're under their supervision. Or why would we bring our, I don't have kids, but why would we bring children to this you you speaking on behalf of parents right now pretty accurately. Yeah, have so, one next year. So I'm uh yeah. That's the only thing I disagree with or whatever. Just the way she went at it, she could have like wrote to some of the board members or whatever, but ma'am, I, I don't we don't need to know what holes. Yeah, we don't need use. to know about no sphincter action. We good on that. Yeah. No, no, no Twizzlers, no koi fish. I don't, what is it about these Karens, man? When y'all, all right, you have an issue. Ex, just save the issue. We don't need to know your emotions and everything around it or whatever and your personal shit with it. Just state your issue and None go your about your business. Shit. We don't need it, literally. We ain't having personally. it. Uh, uh. She, she ain't having it either, evidently, but... <laughs> Maybe she needed. That's why she was so into that book instead of her real life. Yeah, the way she was acting, man, she was seemed like she was stressed out, man. I was about to. I bet you her uh, kids are on the internet watching everything crazier than that. Exactly. And exactly. She don't have a clue, but she got a clue of what book they read. Bitch, please. Have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, mm. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, ma'am. I think you need Move to on. take Faces' advice. And smoke a blunt. He ain't really yeah, say chill, that, but I chill, think you need to. Yeah, relax, lady. You're uh, talking about anal sex at a board meeting, ma'am. You need to just go all the way and sit down. Uh, I think you need to go lay down. Go lay down. Something. Well, the next the next amount of fuckery um pisses me off. So we're gonna get real serious. This was brought up on our live earlier, but. Afterwards, yes, in the past couple of days, other things have came up, so I'm bringing this out. And all right, I ain't never thought I'd see today on, on on TV. I thought I wouldn't either, but I'm not surprised. Sadly, but this fuckery, border patrol using what the media call cords, I they call whips. them whips. They whips. I call them whips. Whips on like, Haitian migrants. Whip? Or Haitian migrants, or whatever. Yeah, the sight of um, white men on horses riding behind black men with whips. That was a very jarring PTSD moment. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I ain't think um, nothing nice when I saw it. I don't think nothing nice now. Like, nah. If this is not proof to black people that it doesn't take much to have us go back to 1800s. They don't take not much. They could not wait. They could not wait to do this. Texas. Now, all right. Okay. 
The we, state we, that does not want us to teach about slavery in the first place. That one. Uh, the Also, the state um, with the crazy abortion laws and the open carry laws, pretty much. Um, I know... I know Florida over the past couple of years have gotten the the crazy state award and stuff, MVP award, but Texas is like Texas is like the Jay Z of crazy states, they, and it got a they're larger. Yeah, that larger that maybe is because they're larger, so they got more things. They got more space to. They got more space, <clears throat> more time to think wilder shit. Texas is the grandfather of Florida when it comes that. to craziness. They both they both st- started with this with the um with the Spanish. So maybe it's something in that water. That's all Te- you know, the Spanish also did the Inquisition. So the Spaniards mm-hmm. are they got a history of some wild shit. So mm-hmm. now some there. Um the White House press secretary, Jennifer Renee Pizaki, uh, she was asked about it and in in behalf of the White House. And all right. I don't feel like this was like the pro, uh, uh, response I wanted from the White House, but I give it to her. She's in it. She was in a weird position to just try to answer that at that moment. And she probably felt like anything she said at that moment would probably be the wrong thing. But and I could tell by the response because she said it's obviously horrific, but I haven't gotten full context of the situation, even though I cannot imagine any context where that behavior is appropriate. So I feel like inside she wanted to say a lot more or whatever, mm-hmm. but because of the position that she's in, she couldn't just say it pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this is a good time for the president and vice president to stand on the people that uh decided to vote for them and um actually speak out against it instead of just you know trying to be political like this like it's hard to not be political it's hard to just say look this is fucked up and we're gonna find a way to fix this immediately i'm um just do that i'm I'm gonna get it i'm gonna get into biden i'm gonna get into biden a little bit more but this is the one thing that pissed me off even more not more than seeing the sight of that guy on horseback with that whip i ain't even gonna say what the media call it the whip but the um i, I guess he was like the, the chief or whatever the high ranking officer of the border patrol came up and actually spoke and ironically whitest looking dude ever his name is alejandro mayorkas how you name now maybe it's because you're right there at the border but your first name is what is mexican your last name sound Greek, either Greek, yeah, Greek, some like some Mediterranean, uh, Eastern European. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I know mm. you're not a you not an immigrant? Like, you got two immigrant names, like that. <laughs> so this is what he says. <sighs> I don't even want to say this, but if if you come to U.S to the U.S. illegally, you will be returned. Your journey will not succeed and you're endangering your life and your family's lives. This administration is committed to developing safe, orderly and humane pathways for migration, but this is not the way to do it. Now, 
with you saying that make sure you keep whatever. the same energy for everybody that come over here every not, single one from every country not you know what i say that but at the same time when i look at this i look at this as a threat to me like this ain't the first time that they've done this to haitian too. This is the like this, they did this no, they in Florida this. back in the day a little bit or something like that, if I am mistaken. They, but they kind of crazy when they came over as refugees. Through Trump, they have openly already said how they feel about black and brown countries, period. And this is just an example. Now, this is the politically correct way of he, what Alejandro was saying. But when I hear if you come to the U.S. illegally, you will be returned. You know what that sounds like? If you come around my block. the fuck up. If you come around my block, you can get your ass the fuck out. Peace. When when he says your journey will not succeed and you're endangering your life, anytime you say you're endangering your life, that is a threat. And just off of your actions, that is a threat or whatever. Agreed. Like, they just had an earthquake. The president got assassinated. They're trying to find asylum or whatever. They're just trying to find a safe place to be from right now. That's all they want. They ain't asking for the. I don't even think they asking like stay in your country forever. They just like, hey, so we can get shit good back home. Can we stay here for a second? Mm-hmm. I mean, like shit happens. Like I don't believe that everything is a conspiracy, yo. Let like, them go live in Wyoming. That shit empty as hell. Human humans are not technologically advanced enough to create an earthquake to cause some situations. Okay, I read enough comic books to know that that's a comic book situation right there. All right, that how I feel about that. Um, because I know people who are saying that you know, like this might be the next racial thing, but it's always a racial thing, pretty much. And it's just like with face. There's another reason I know it will we were breaking up a lot on live or whatever, but as like face was saying or whatever, you know, y'all making all y'all way for getting the um Afghani refugees over, pretty much. The same resources, it's not like we're not slack with resources, the same resources that you can use to do that, you can use in the same situation here. And you don't have to worry about a lot of military resources because this is not a military situation. This is a humane situation. You know, like we, the America is always good for adding like we're the most humane country or whatever, <laughs> whatnot. But over the past couple of years, everything that's been done over the past couple of years has proven that is not the case or whatever. True. uh, America is humane for marketing situations. The same reason why big business give to charities or whatever is because they can get a tax write off and it makes them look good. That's all it is for. Now, um, there have been some some leaders that have spoke on uh, this how that situation has been handled, like um, Senate um, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Um, he basically called Biden's administration out and he says we cannot continue these hateful and xenophobic tro- um, Trump policies that disregard our refugee laws. And they're speaking into the um, what was the law, the law called Title 42. And um it's it's a trump era public health order right but they're using the aspects of it as a 
as a way to expel the migrants that's seeking asylum, pretty much. So they're using laws or whatever to do whatever the hell they want, pretty much. And I, I mean, I'm, I don't believe in chaos, but in this system, I really don't believe in laws too much. I believe in morals and values or whatever, but when you have people in the system that's just using laws and loopholes and laws to do whatever the heck they want because they felt they wanted to feel like the good old boys back in the day and and re and rekindle um, or relive some some life their great grandparents had lived that their grandparents was talking about pretty much on low not around other black people of color or just around their family like that's sick that is just that's freaking sick and and just the the nerve of this dude alejandro with no empathy no like no empathy for the situation no grasp of the full situation or whatever and just saying that code up front or whatever these people are coming from an earthquake i i just feel like like Texas, weren't you just in a hurricane? Like, weren't you in a natural disaster yourself? Pretty much. Mm, like I said, man, if if Florida is the MVP of crazy states, Texas is the grandfather of being crazy state, being a crazy state, pretty much. But that that's that's the top fuckery. And and me personally, and I said this before, before the election, and I'm saying it afterwards or whatever. <laughs> We, what are you doing, Biden? Where are you at? Like we, 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 before the election, we ain't go nowhere about seeing a Biden or Kamala all in your face, just as much as Trump, just to keep up or whatever. But now it's, it's real quiet. It is real, real freaking quiet. Even in the Afghanistan situation, I feel like he's a little bit more quiet. He's only been talking just because he has no choice but to talk in that situation. But yeah, man. Uh, uh, well, that is the fuckery. Texas ain't shit when it comes to that. Um, um, prayers uh, to all the Haitian refugees and, and, and migrants. Um, I feel like the whole patrol, border patrol administration should get punished for this period like not just that one person that was caught in the picture or whatever because the system itself gave him the arrogance to think that he could get away with it or whatever so the whole so and i don't think nothing if we just punish one person or whatever it's just a matter of time till somebody else tries some shit so why don't we just go ahead that's what we used to do back in the day um, which your parents used to do back in the day or whatever if if they couldn't figure out who did what just punished everybody so might as well use it in this situation um, Biden you ain't doing shit I need you to start doing shit you too Kamala or whatever because y'all were talking all that jump but you're quiet right now um, and um, uh, Trump can you please shut the fuck up because this is all you're doing too and yeah that's the end of the good and fuckery y'all I already end on a whack, uh, bad note, but yeah, fuck them. Uh, fuck Border Patrol, uh, fuck Texas, uh, fuck Biden and Kamala because they're quiet. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, prayers to Haiti and the migrants.
And and fuck and, and fuck Alejandro Mayorkas. Fuck him too. Fuck Alejandro. Um, but definitely prayers up for them. Um those people coming from uh, Haiti who are in need right now, please, if you can, donate any supplies to them. Uh, if anybody knows any way that we can help, uh, please, please let us know. Um, drop it in our comment section on YouTube or uh, throw us a DM. Let us know how we can help. Um, but yeah, definitely prayers out to them. And I think that's a good place to end the show, man. Just prayers out to the Haitians. Um, yeah, I don't know of any black business we got this week. So uh, I do know one black business y'all need to support. The partners and to do so financially. Yes, sir. Yes. To do so financially, uh, please hit up our buymeacoffee.com backslash the partners or our patreon.com backslash the partners um, to get exclusive video content, to get um, unedited versions of the podcast, to get our Patreon, um, our Discord access so that you get access to us offline. You will get um, members only exclusives, promo codes just for you guys, um, early drops of merch. Um, yeah, just a whole plethora of things uh, coming down the pike. So you can definitely support there. Buy Me A Coffee allows you to donate for as little as a dollar. Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee allow you to become members for as little as $5. So if you feel financially and you want to support that way, you can. You can also uh, hit us on the cash app at dollar sign partner tiers one. Um, yeah, and all donations are welcome. Um, but... If you want to support financially and you want something back in return, like you want to give us money, but you want something back, the best way to do that is go get the merch. And how can they do that, Face? You can go to ArtTradeClothing.com. Once again, you can go to ArtTradeClothing.com. Yes, ArtTradeClothing.com. That's A-R-T-R-E Clothing.com. Come check us out, man. Um, we got sales coming out soon. As soon as I finish all the repricing with the sales, our promo will be on live or be on the podcast. Either way, we'll get the promo out to you. Y'all see the commercial coming out. Y'all see the store right there on platform, man. Um, Artreclothing.com, man. Come and check us out. Promo codes is on the, um, all our other content. Um, you can hit, what is it, Pod Squad 83 for 15% off. Um, all caps with the promo codes, of course. Um, I think you can hit our trade one um, for free shipping as well. Um, promo codes out there, man. Fall time is coming in. First day of fall right here on the East Coast. So get your hoodies, get your um, jogging pants. Face masks still required some places, so we got those to sell too. We got beach towels, just in case you like big towels in your house. Uh, we got plenty, plenty of socks, a plethora of socks. I like the word plethora. So come check us out, man. Our trade clothing. Indeed, man, indeed. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you want to send us ideas for our weekly live show, you didn't ask us, but, or you want to send us ideas for upcoming uh, shows on the podcast. You just want to get in touch with us, period. Pat, how can they do that? At T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. That's the Facebook. Also on Facebook, we have Tiz Face Pat are the partners. Um, that's all of them. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's all of them, right? Yeah. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, that's all of them. Oh, and 
if you want to vote for the MC docket, the one thing we're doing right now is Benny the Butcher versus Toby Nigue. Did I say it right? Because I feel like I disrespect his yes, name Toby, every time. Toby, Toby Nigue. Nigue. Yeah. Vote online. Give us a email us, DM us. And, uh, Link, so the link to the bracket is dropping poll. soon. You can literally vote on that. Uh, you can literally vote on that, and you can vote on the other um, round, the, the the next round coming up, so that your fan vote can be heard and factored mm-hmm. in as we debate the quarterfinals. So, um, yeah, links coming soon. That'll be on all social media by the time this episode drops. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. can't remember all that, we said too much. Too many damn links. What was that ad again? Just go to thepartners.com. You can get links to the Our Trade Clothing uh, store, ourtradeclothing.com. You can get it. Click a button. Go right there. You can also get a link to our weekly live show. Click a button. You'll be right there on whichever platform you prefer, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, you can get. You can see episodes that we've done in the past right there on the page. Just click on it. Thepodnas.com. Thepodnas.com. T-H-E-P-O-D-N-A-S.com. Thepodnas.com. And uh, that is our show for this week, my people. We are about this thing. And next week, we have a special guest. We have a scientist coming on that'll be dropping some knowledge from a scientific perspective on a very popular pop culture topic these days. So please, please, please do not miss it. Next week, you're going to want to catch episode 45. Um, for that, we're coming back like Mike Jordan when he came back from uh, baseball. So, um, yeah, man, we up out this thing. As always, I am your boy, Tiz, one-third of the partners. And I've been with the other third of the partners, the Padawan here, and I'm alone with Dramatic Paul. It's your man facing the place. Peace out. Thanks for coming. Like, share, comment. And we are about this. Bye.